Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Sergio Zambrano is a business owner. He's also a commercial property investor and he's been a client and student of Helen's for a bit now, got four commercial property deals under his belt, involved in a couple of the group deals. So he, I would call him pretty seasoned in, you know, in our group. Um, Sergio is sharing his investing success with you today. Sergio is always asking some of the most um, intense questions uh, as he analyzes and you can, you can see his thinking as he's asking questions throughout. That's, that's what we absolutely love. So today we're very lucky. He's going to run through a breakdown of the numbers in his portfolio. He's going to share what he's ready to share with us. Um, so welcome him warmly and learn from, you know, the numbers and what Sergio will be able to share with us. All right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the intro. And um, I'm very happy to be here. I, yeah, my name is Sergio Zambrano. Um, my intent here is to just give you a very brief view, a paint a picture, if you like, who we are and before we started the uh, commercial journey and what, what it looks like after commercial. Um, so let me jump in there. But before I do, Graham, that's, that, that was a really sweet and very good presentation, man. I really enjoyed your, uh, your your mystery prize, mate. But I don't have any mystery prizes for us today. But that's let's kick off. All right. So, so who are, who are us? My name is Sergio. I mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, and charity. We've got a five-year-old boy. That's that's him on our shoulders here. That that photo was taken probably just before our commercial property experience. Uh, we're based in Sydney, and we've got two full-time jobs. So pre pre-commercial. The journey we've got, we had two investment properties. One was negatively geared, and one was slightly positive. Uh, as a as a family, what we we're looking for was you know additional income, and you know looking at how do we replace our income, or how do we how do we get another source to be able to you know build and foundation you know and leave a leave a legacy for the little uh, Francisco. Uh, back in 2007, there was a lot of, uh, I was suffering from shiny object syndrome. There seems to be so much in this property game. You could do um, property development, you could do rooming, you could do Airbnb, you could do commercial, obviously. Um, so at that stage, there was a lot of overwhelm because there's so many great strategies. You go to one seminar and, you know, you'd be taught one strategy and it looked interesting so you pursue that and then the next seminar that you go to talks about something completely different so there was a lot of overwhelm at that stage and when we sat down with uh with the wife and the little boy you know it became you know what do we want and what we wanted was i guess what a lot of people want is a bit of time freedom um and the ability to do what you want when you want so what that meant for us is we we made the decision so commercial property we investigated it it was a vehicle in which you can get passive income for day one, as everyone has been explaining today. And we found, you know, we, we looked around and we found Helen. So when we found Helen, things started to change for us because, you know, in terms of, you know, we talk about the A-team, you talk about knowledge and experience. Helen, you know, is, is the real deal. Um, so when we met Helen, I was actually in the middle of my first commercial deal. 
I found this commercial deal just in a forum and someone didn't have the right financing for this. And I, I found this property, I, I took it over. Um, and this is before pre-Helen or even doing any online courses on this. So I knew, I, knew, I knew we wanted to do commercial property, but I just didn't have that expertise. Um, so, but what I found was um, this deal was in Dalby, Queensland. It was an industrial site. And what Helen talked through today was, you know, that property journey. So your cash flow first. And this is a prime example of that. So this cash flow deal uh, was found in regional Queensland. It was a 12% net yield. It's a big 10,000 10, square metre block. Um, and the fundamentals still stacked up for this one, which is you yeah, had an, an anchor tenant there that had a solid business. They do essentially these water, massive water tanks in Queensland and they've got uh, offices across Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria and Western Australia. And this national anchor tent had been there for 2003, really solid in terms of fundamentals. Their revenue is about $20 million. Their operational costs are pretty, are pretty fixed. Um, so it's all, the deal just stacked up because of the, the nature of the business was, was solid. And so I took this on, it, it had three tenants in there. So the national tenant plus two other tenants. And what I liked about this deal was the upside potential because of the, the land space and, and the land and where it was, um, there was potentially you could build some storage sheds some, some from, for, for additional income, but you could also do some uh, a telecom uh, tower as well, you know, for Vodafone or Optus. Um, so I did a bit of research on that. So that, that was the upside potential. The photos that you see, there's, there's an area shot from Google Maps. That photo on the bottom there, that's just the, the Clark tank. That's those big water tanks that, that they do. So next page is, so this is the FISO. Um, so I purchased this property at 855. The rent income per year is 100, roughly 124,000. I do have an agent to, to manage the property because it's three tenants and it was my first property. Uh, the insurance covers uh, 3,000, which is for fire and loss of interruption. So if there is a fire, um, they'll pay for a year's loss of, loss of income, which, which, is, which is good. Uh, this in, the loan was sought out by Graham. And I, let me tell you a quick story about this. So I had a, a mate of mine who did Resi commercial and I presented this deal and I said, look, I, you know, I've got a really good deal. I want, get me the loan for this. And he's, he's a resi broker. It took him about four weeks and five weeks. And we, we managed to have a, a sit down face to face meeting with the, with the bank. I won't, I won't name the bank, but it's a red one. <laughs> and um, we, we did the face to face. We did all the due diligence, provided all the paperwork and that the following week it, they rejected the, uh, the loan. So I reached out to a community and I was put on to, to Graham uh, for this deal. Um, and Graham was great. So initial conversation, you know, it was a brief chat, 20 minutes we met, I think the following week uh, in an RSL and we filled out the paperwork and I literally, within, within about a week and a bit, I got a pre-approval for this deal. So the message there, the learning that I got from there is that, you know, if you're dealing with somebody who does commercial for, lives and breathes, you know, you deal with a specialist, not a generalist, you know, so... That's, that, that was the experience for this one. So, and I got the loan for this one, eventually got the deal. And the positive cash flow income was, is just about 65,900 per year, which is great. Okay, so the next one. So at the time I was doing that first deal, we met with Helen um, 
And I knew within 15 minutes, you know, we met Helen with my wife and my mother-in-law at the time. Well, she's still my mother-in-law, but she was there. But we had a, a really good conversation. I knew within 10, 15 minutes, you know, Helen values were consistent with ours and she really really she knew she really knew her stuff um and which was really really great so i thought you know let's 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 get into a deal so this done for you service this is what came out of that done for you service um which she sought out for the property so you 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 know you heard helen today talk about multi-tenanted property and this one is in regional gympie queensland um it's a multi-tenanted property there was four uh four different uh, tenants or well, four, four lots within within the premise one of them was wake, vacant um, so we bought this at about eight uh, percent net yield um, but but since then it took me about three months to get the um, the vacant tenant I've got a, I've got a, a council uh, that signed up for for that vacant tenant and they just pushed up for the yield to net ten percent uh, the anchor tenant here it was a dentist um, and this is one of the experiences that I've got. So the, the, the dentist actually has a, has a five-year lease, five-on-five five with options and increases of uh, 4%. Um, but the, te- the, the, the dentist decided not, not, to, um, not to continue business um, around December time. So they, they kind of stopped. Um, they, they let go of staff, but they're still paying the rent and, that's something that really surprises me in commercial is that you've got, you've got a dentist in this, in this premise who's signed up for a five-year lease with increases and who've decided to move. Um, and the reason for that is, I mean, they're part of like a, a big uh, multinational, uh, let's say, franchisee, and they've just decided to move from, from Gympie, but they're still paying the rent. Um, so that... You know, even though there's no revenue, they're still paying the rent for that. So, so things are things are good for that. Um, we've also got three other tenants on that, um, which with strong leases with increases each year as well. So that's been a really really good uh, find, and I thank Helen uh, for this one. The photos that we've got there, that's just a narrow shot, obviously from from the information memorandum. And there's my dad. Uh, he's my he's my little he's my little rock. He's he's, he's really fun. To hang out with, so I take him to all the the property sites, and he's a he's, he's a good one to kick the tire with, and you know, in terms of um, having a bit of fun. But at the same time, he's just got a lot of wisdom within him. He's got a very good instinct, uh, what's good and what's not. Um, in terms of fees, though, again, you know, you hear Stephen mention that one of the one of the amazing things about commercial versus residential is that the outgoings are paid by. The, the actual tenant. Um, it's not uncommon that you, you see that in a lot of the leases, um, which is fantastic, is what, what, what you don't get in busy. Okay, so, so in terms of purchase price, the purchase price for this, um, I think the purchase price kind of started around the 750 to 760, around that price point. Um, and this is one of the values that you get from, from Helen. Um, she's, a, she's an amazing, I mean, amazing in, in a lot of things, but one of them is negotiation and actually pitching uh, the right price and we negotiated, you know, she negotiated this one even further down. Um, we, we, we signed the contracts, we paid I think 2% deposits and within the due diligence we found a few gaps and issues within the property and I, I heard Renee talk about that video, uh, you know, some, some of the lights falling down and that's, that's things that work in your favour. As you negotiate within that due diligence, you can actually get a, a further price reduction and, and Helen's managed to get a knock off a few K on that 
uh, which is great. There was a there was an agency fee. We were happy to pay for that. The rent on that was seventy two k, and interest on that was thirty k. So the total annual cash flow on this property is uh, forty one seven hundred. And look, you would think in COVID, um, a lot of businesses would would suffer um, some issues, and a lot of them did. In this case, oh. The hairdresser, we've got a hairdresser in there. They've asked for a bit of rent relief, um, you know, for 50% for a few months just to get them by. They're on the job keeper or job seeker, one of the one of the two. So they've been able to maintain that level of business. Uh, the fashion shop, the other shop there, they've, they've asked for just one month of 25% uh, rent relief, but they've been able to maintain that level of cadence and revenue. So they'll be, you know, they're, they're still paying their rent on that. So that's a, it's a really good outcome on this one. So that's pretty cool. Um, and when you, when, when you start getting that income, it, it becomes real because then that income builds up for your deposit for your next deal. And the next deal, deal number three, um, happened probably about three months after the one in Gympie. Um, this one kind of fell in my lap. I was talking to an agent about six months prior to this about another deal in a, in a regional town. It was, a, it was actually a bank um, at the time. And at the time, I thought banks are a bit risky. You know, they're pulling out from regionals because their strategy is to reduce operational costs across the, across the country. Uh, so I thought that was a little bit risky. But he, he gave me a few calls. And he's got, this one was interesting given the fundamentals on this one. So... This, this deal um, went from 1.7 to 1.4 uh, in a span of three months, um, so chipping away. And, you know, when you get to talk to the agent and build that relationship, what we found was that this, this tenant um, is quite, a, quite an established tenant across the country. And really, when you're buying commercial, you're really looking at the, the business model and you look at the strength of that business model. Um, obviously, there's a layer with COVID, but... You look at the, the strength of that business model and is it able to sustain its growth? And this company established in 88, in 88 roughly, but it's, 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 it's grown through acquisition. Its, its model is about buying these smaller companies, its competition, and actually growing through acquisition and just being a dominant monopoly or dominant player within the company. So the, the vendor who sold the property he was competing within this, um, within this, within the regional centre and the big company just said, look, oh, there's an offer you can't refuse and, and obviously he's taking it. So he, the, the big companies bought this business and then the second bit was to, to take, um, the vendor just wanted to offload the property and that's why we were able to negotiate that reduction in price. And so that's the photo there. They do, that national company does big major um, machinery for, for mining and agri agriculture in this, in this place, it's Emerald, which they've got two major mines, just a few, uh, few, few ten, tens of about 15 kilometres from it. But it's also got the biggest agriculture in the Southern Hemisphere for all citrusy fruit. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just acreage. Um, so they, you know, they, they've got demands not only for the mining companies, but agriculture too. 13% um, net yield, um, which is very attractive. Uh, three on three yield lease with CPI increases. And again, it's not uncommon. 100% outgoing is paid by the tenants. Um, so once you pay your costs, which is the interest costs, then everything in, is in your pocket. So what, were the, what was the feasibility? 1.4. 1.4. 1.4. 
the rent on this was 187 uh, at per annum. The interest costs, again, this is thanks to Graham. He was able to establish a fantastic deal for us with a discount. Um, and the holding cost on this one was 39K. So the annual cash flow on this is 148 uh, per year, and which is great. And obviously, the, as I mentioned, the outgoings are paid by the tenant. Um, and, you know, working with Helen, and obviously she's, she's a great mentor and, and working with, uh, with Graham as well and with her A-team, you know, what I wanted so much was let's find a deal for my mum and dad because obviously I want them quality of life and, you know, they're, they're, they're quite, you know, healthy and everything else, but I, I do want them to enjoy that quality of life where they, they're still, still quite young and, and, and able to. Um, so they had a bit of cash from us. They, they sold a... Um, one of those resi properties and that money's just sitting in the bank at 1% or 1.5%, which was ridiculous. And and I said, look, let's, let's see what we can do. And and Helen found this wonderful property again in Queensland. Um, We're very Queensland centric, um, but that's okay. We're we're actually uh, diversifying now with syndicate deals and stuff. Anyway, long, you know, the, the deal on this one um, fundamentals, again, quite strong, you know, when we spoke to Helen, obviously there's the fundamentals being it's about the business. This business is about training. They do training workshops uh, for project managers, administration work, uh, forklift drivers, etc. They've got 11 offices around Australia. Um, it's a family business headquarters in Brisbane. What we what I liked about this one was not only because obviously the net yield on this one and the lease was was quite strong, but you could see there in the in the photo there. There's three three titles on that, so the the uplift potential on this one. You know, you, you may have, for example, they decide to downsize, which can be one of those properties, and then you can lease out the second one, um, or you've got an opportunity to do some construction, which could be some storage sheds, um, get rid of that parking lot, and you know, so the op- the, the options are are there if you like to. Um, the lease is quite strong. It's three on three with two, three options uh, with CPI increases. Again, the outgoings on this one is paid by the tenant uh, with upside potential. Um, I'll draw attention to that photo on the bottom there. That's just a snippet of um, we had a, you know, part, part, of, part of this journey is also having fun. And you certainly get that with Helen and Stephen and Graham and, and the whole team. And we turned up to this site, the site inspection, um, with onesies. And those onesies are, are you know, cash cow onesies. Um, so it's really cool. There's a video. Go check it out. It's on YouTube with, um, with Helen's um, commercial property um, YouTube channel. But we, the funny thing is we actually did the – this is real deal. We actually did the inspection with onesies on. Um, and at the time, there was a couple of – I think there was one um, – one lesson being performed or one, one workshop and we just walked in there and, um, you know, the, to see the, to see people's faces um, was priceless. So that was, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, so look, that was, that was the deal for this one in terms of the fees though, the numbers, um, purchase price, 635 um, agent fee uh, for sourcing the property. The rent on this is 60 K or just above interest cost is just 18 uh, K and then the what meant for that was a uh, 42k for my parents, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, that's about three and a half thousand per month. It's a lot better than one percent uh, per year. Um, 
there's no property management fee on this one is because I've managed the property. Uh, to be honest, it's quite light touch. All I do is send an invoice, they pay the rent and that's it. I probably had about three or four phone calls to, just to check in. So it's quite low cost in terms of your time. Um, but the reason for that is just one tenant and they're, they're quite strong tenants and they pay on time, which has been great. Um, so what, what have I learned from this experience? Look, being really clear on your goals is very important. So is it, you know, passive income or is it another source of income or replacing your income? You know, so what is it? Be very specific on that. Be very specific on your risk profile as well. So you hear risk reward, you know, the higher the yield, the higher the, the risk as well. So I'm a project manager by trade. So, you know, my, my bread and butter is analysing risk and, once you understand the risk, you know, you can, you, you can understand the, the action or the remediation that you need to do. And if it stacks up, you know, worst case, worst case scenario, then, then you're covered. And I'll, let me give you an example of that because a lot of people do ask me and say, look, what happens if your, your tenant decides to leave, and which, which is realistic, especially in these circumstances. So my, my response to that is that, you know, in, in terms of the industrial, give yourself 12 months or 18 months. Uh, to find a replacement tenant. Uh, probably, you may need to double that probably to 24 months. Um, but your question to yourself is to say, if you were, it took you, tw you know, 24, 18 months to 24 months to find a replacement tenant with a strong lease, can you sustain that interest payment or that cost uh, through that? And, and we've asked that question to ourselves in every deal. And the, 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 the resounding answer to that has always been yes. So, that's probably like the worst case scenario. The other, the other scenarios you can remediate against, for example, if there's a major fire or a flooding, you know, what's the insurance that you can cover to, able to protect yourself if that event happens? Because you don't know if that's going to happen. And if it does happen, how do you protect yourself from that? Uh, for the ones that are in flood areas, we've, we've protected ourselves by doing the due diligence and saying, when was the last flood? What actually happened? And what was the loss of business? And, the risk, well, the, the actual loss was quite small. And the surprising thing for us was that the tenant actually pays for the insurance to cover themselves in, in terms of loss of inventory. So not only you're protected as a landlord, but the actual tenant is also protected as well. So understanding that risk is really important. And I've just put in there, why, why is it so important? Well, you have to really understand, well, for us, why we're doing this in the first place. And I mentioned, you know, time freedom and replacing our income and actually enjoying what we want to do when we want to. And that's, that's one of the real reasons why we're doing this. And commercial property for us has been the real deal. Um, and it's been a, a way of developing and developing not only strong relationships, but developing cash flow as well. Uh, mentorship is absolutely key. You heard Graham talk about it just before this call, you know, getting the right people, the specialist people. Don't get a general practitioner. You know, you get a general practitioner, get your blood and all that stuff. But if you, if you actually want something done or something specific done, you go to the actual specialist who knows, who studied that, who's experienced, and that's what you pay for. So mentorship is absolutely critical. Work with professionals who are, who've done this, and they've got a proven track record and, you know, you could, you could see that the, they're absolute professionals help you. Uh, the dot point three, income from day one. You don't get that with Resi and sometimes you don't get that with any investments that you do, it, you know, share trading, for example, or trading something else. Uh, you do get income from day one, from, from, from day one, which is fantastic. 100% um, outgoings are paid by tenant is not uncommon. Um, some leases do offer... 
that you they don't pay or they offer a gross lease, which they pay a bit of the outgoings, but it's not uncommon. And the, the other thing that I really love about commercial is long leases. They're really, really strong long leases, depending obviously the, the business and the area and stuff. But they've also got increases in there built within the lease. And, you know, Helen mentioned CPI is not great at the moment, but something is better than nothing. Like a CPI increase in your pocket rather than that going somewhere else is, 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 is great. And one of the things that I haven't, talk, uh, haven't talked about is that interest rates have actually gone down. Um, as you can see with COVID and the economy, and that actually means more money in your pocket. Um, so it's a great time to have a think about commercial because of the capital uh, cost of, of, of loans are quite low. Um, and Graham mentioned that as well. So look, just to wrap up, guys, I know just out of time, the summary for me is really understanding your risk profile, your goal and your why, why are you doing this? And that will give you the foundation of the right strategy whether it's an uplift deal or a cash flow deal or what, you know, metro versus regional, you know, that, that'll give you a better focus. And I always like to use the metaphor, you know, if you've got a, a light shining on a beam, you know, you just see light coming through. But it, once you have focus, you know, narrow focus becomes like a laser light, that laser light will actually cut through the beam, like straight through. So that's what it does. Once you narrow down, you know, your, your understanding of where you are with your risk and your goals and commercial property will take you there. Once you have that leg of focus, you know, all that shiny object syndrome and all that overwhelm just start to disappear. Um, number, number two, a team with a proven track record. I've mentioned that. It's fantastic. This done for you service is, is fantastic. And one of the things that Helen mentioned to me when we, when we went through the, that service was that you can be heavily involved or you can just be a light touch and sit back and, and watch TV if you like to and just turn up to sign papers. In, in my example, um, I like to be involved because I want to learn from that experience and I want to learn from these professionals. And, um, you, know, you, you know, it's a broad, a broad spectrum of professionals. You know, we talked about it. You know, you've got the accountant with the structures. You've got... Rene, who's the who does the the inspection, physical inspection, takes the photos, gives you a phone call and gives you a bit of a, a verbal update. Um, you've got Graham, who's the you know commercial property expert and number one in Australia, in my opinion. And then you've got the solicitor, who Helen was talking about the leases. They know exactly what to look for. And then you know you've got a solid team behind you, um, and that's that's what it that's what it gives you. Um, I mentioned day one income and. COVID, a lot of people are worried about COVID and they're worried about uh, commercial property. If the tenant leaves and what do you do? Um, it just provides another lay in your due diligence now. Um, you know, strong fundamentals, the business. Now, is it COVID proof? You could see that there are businesses who actually have thrived in COVID. And so they'll be more interesting uh, where this, you know, where commercial property goes into. Um, but companies have to adjust, you know, and adapt to this COVID experience. But what I found in my experience is the fundamentals keeps you going, but also the fact that the interest rates have actually gone down. It's actually you, some landlords have got more income than pre-COVID, which is which is quite surprising. Um, the last two dot points. So in terms of you know you've got two strategies. You can buy your own property, which is great. You need that cash. So Graham talked about a deposit. Yep, absolutely. That's what you can do. You could do a JV deal. You can go in with somebody else or one of your mates, or you can go in these group deals, uh, syndicate deals. And so what we've been doing is, you know, we want to continue to build our portfolio, but how do you do that? Well, we've been saving our 
our cash flow and we've been going into these syndicate deals. Um, and so we're in about two, just about going to a third syndicate deal at the moment because with that cash flow is coming in and we don't want to leave it in the bank that's only 1%. Our preference is obviously to get a, a market uplift deal um, and get the cash flow return from that and then go again. And look, the last point, the, you know, you, we've heard it so many times, but it's so true for us, you know, once you make the decision that commercial property is the vehicle to take you from A to B, uh, it, all it is is just taking action. And that's what we did. We just took action. Sometimes we didn't know, we, we took the action and then tried to figure it out along the way rather than try to figure out everything and make it perfect and then make a decision. You know, sometimes, you know, you've got these deals that come through, you've just got to take action, put a deposit down, and that due diligence process, you work out, you know, let's get finance, let's get, um, let's get the site inspection and so on. It just works out that way. So that's pretty much it, guys. So hopefully that um, was useful for you. Um, I love commercial property. We'll continue with this journey with Helen, Stephen, and the whole team. So we're looking forward to, yeah, for 2020 or 2021. And, um, you know, good luck with your commercial property journey. If you've got any questions, obviously shoot them through. Happy to answer them. So that ends my steal. We do have questions, Sergio. That was fantastic. We're getting some great uh, comments. Thank you. Well done. You've done well. Um, you. And you must be proud of what you've been able to, you know, help your parents out as well. These, all these comments are coming through um, from everyone. So oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. Huge congratulations. Three quick questions we've got. Um, so yeah. what structures do you have your properties in? Uh, they're all on the, um, discretionary trust and they're all individual trust. Um, so okay, each all... one's in its own trust, is that correct? Yeah, okay. that's right. That's right. Thank you. Okay. Um, and when were these properties purchased? Do you have a range of like when you started to, to the most recent one? Yeah, so the that first deal in Dalby was I started doing the due diligence around October, November of 2018. Um, but the settlement of actually all those four properties happened in 2019. Hmm. So they all happened in one year. Um, look. Yeah, all 2019, all in one year. It's just recent. That's right. All pre-COVID. Um, but that was our goal. Our goal was like, this is the income that we want to get. How do we get? We didn't know how to, how to get there. Uh, but you find a way to do that. And then, um, yeah, by the end of 2019, we actually hit our target, the actual last deal that we got. So that was cool. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. More questions. Oh, sorry. One more. Um, how much of a deposit did you start with? I mean, if you don't have to be specific if you want to be more general. Um, and have you used equity in your investment properties to buy the next one or just mm. a rough idea perhaps? If, yeah, you, if you're up to sharing that information. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. So, um, yeah, look, full transparency. So I had a line of credits sitting uh, ready to go. I was actually in a property development deal, uh, which fell through. So that line of credit was for that. Uh, so the first deal was I used part of that line of credits uh, for the first deal. And I had a bit of cash reserved from a sale of an investment property just sitting there. Um, so the line of credit and my cash deposit uh, financed the first two deals. And then the third deal that came through, I actually sold a resi that was earning... Um, about 3%. Um, I sold a resi in a low down market, but got a really good price for it. And I used the capital gain on that property and used the deposit in the, uh, the deal in Emerald. Um, so in summary, all I did was take equity from a, a low yield investment, so 3%. 
and put it into a, a 13% um, property. That's sweet. Yeah. Sweet. And were these off-market deals found by Helen or were some of them on market? Yeah, so two of them deal. The second one in Gympie was, and the Bundaberg deal, the fourth one for my parents, were sought through Helen. And these, yeah, so that, that was that for that one, yeah. And um, with, we're in syndicate deals with Helen at the moment. So there's an Albury deal. I'm not sure if the guys are going to talk about it today, but we're in the syndicate deal that Stephen and Helen and, and Greg have put together. So we're really excited about that one. Um, and there's a, another syndicate deal, which is kind of a commercial thing at the, at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Everyone's saying thank you. Great presentation. Um, really good information and, and well done. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Namiki, and thanks, everyone. Thanks for your time. Cool. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.